Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of joys, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy. Hello, and today we're in for a conversation with um, Roxanne Mina, who is um, still getting the hang of introducing herself as the director of One Stop Rehab, but is very much in startup zone, which is exciting and a physio as well. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. And we were just talking before we hit record about um, you getting out of your comfort zone in this conversation. What's that about? (laughs) Yeah, I've always been um, quite reserved and um, even at uni, I would be the one person sitting at the back of the classroom and just um, not really wanting to talk or put my hand up. So this is definitely a really exciting experience, talking to so many people and having that great reach and um, yeah, it's just super exciting. It's just, yeah, more helping me with my confidence a bit more when it comes to (laughs) with the business and running everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So nothing will go wrong. It's just a chat. We'll just pretend we've got a cup of coffee. I love it. So business started when for you? Uh, February 2022. Mm. Yeah. Had a good year? Sorry. Have you had a good year? Um, ups and downs. I can't say it was always unicorns, <laughs> unicorns and some sunshine, but um, it was definitely um, a big <laughs> learning curve for me. Mm. Um, jumping from being a practitioner to thinking more with a business mindset, it was definitely a big jump, but um, I don't regret it. I love every second of it. Mm. So what have those business learnings been? Just play some of the highlights for starters. Well, as mentioned, just stepping out of my comfort zone. Mm. So not being shy to go to a doctor or a specialist or a referrer and just being like, hi, I'm Roxy. I want to introduce one stuff we have to you and what mm. we do. Um, so definitely that was, that was quite interesting. Um, but also just managing all the money stuff. That was a big thing mm-hmm. for me. I'm like, what is a revenue? What is, <laughs> what, like, what, how much tax I need to pay now? What is a company? What is all of these things? Um, um, so yeah, just learning learning all the intricacies of um, building a business, really. Um, and even when I was starting with the name and registering it and everything, and I'm like, what else do I need to do? Because I wasn't sure what I needed to do. Mm. In my mind, it's like all I needed was my physio bed and a room, and then people will come to me. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, I got to learn a lot of a lot from there. <laughs> uh, and you mentioned that um, you've had a really helpful accountant with yes. some of this as well what's what are they guiding you with oh literally everything mm. he he was the person that um encouraged me to register one stop rehab as a company um he helped me a lot with like gst sort of things um having a business account 
what to spend from the business account, how to record my expenses. Um, yeah, all of these things. Just Yeah, it was just a lot really new to me, but he's been so patient with me, which I'm very blessed to have him. Yeah, a lot of business owners kind of uh, struggle and have quite a few dances with accountants to find the one who is patient and kind. And back in the early days, I had a very patient and kind um, accountant as well who would draw things and just keep explaining and keep explaining yeah. as well. And there's a lot of practicalities that can just pass you by if you don't have someone who points them out to you. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And my partner, um, he's he's studied finance at university, mm. so he knows a lot more about money. So a lot of the time, he would be on the call with me to dumb things down, because mm. um sometimes the accountant would just talk, and he would be in his zone, and I would be like, I'd be like to my fiance, I'd be like, so what does that mean? <laughs> Can you just dumb it down for me? So yeah, can you just explain that to me in the car on the way home? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, it's been it's been great learning from the two of them and them um, having that support there. Yeah, I'm um, interested and kind of somewhat impressed as well that the accountant said straight into a proprietary limited company. So many startups go into sole trader. Um, and then eventually down the road we'll go into a company. What was your thinking with that? Um, I was a sole trader before I started okay. the clinic yep. um, just because where I wanted to open was so close to where I was working and they didn't want to let me go. So the only like middle way was to make me I'm a contractor and then mm. from there I can be able to start one-stop rehab. So so I've been doing I was doing that for about a year before I started um one-stop rehab. So ah, and so, so there's from some there, background here. Yeah. So, so from there he was like, Well, why don't you just do it and we'll just manage yeah. all all the tax sort of things and yeah. GST and all of that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what your week looks like because you're out and about around Sydney and in and out of a few different places. Yes, yes. So um, on Mondays, I get to work with a pain specialist, um, which is awesome opportunity. And I love working there because I get to work with super complex people, um, which I really enjoy for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love it there. And then Tuesdays and Fridays, I get to work with a neurosurgeon. Um, mainly doing post-op um, sort of treatments for for his patients. And then Wednesdays and Thursdays, I get to work in a medical center just locally mm. to where I live. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much my week. So I go from complex, really complex chronic patients to more musculoskeletal sort of patients. Yeah. And then where does the time to work on the business? Where does that fit in? Um, Wednesdays normally, uh-huh. <laughs> Wednesday nights, for some reason, my Wednesdays are a bit shorter. So yeah, I yeah. get to have more time to catch up on letters, do all the business side of things. Um, and then just, yeah, catch up on that. And then sometimes on weekends, but I try to keep the weekends as free as possible just mm. for family and spending time with people that I love. Yeah, good to get some of those boundaries in because in the early days, you can be so busy and so client-facing, client-focused that you're doing the admin at night and then it just sneaks out to the weekends. So some of those boundaries are really important. Are you doing all the admin yourself at the moment? Yes, um, a lot of it. 
I'm yeah. over. Um, but I do have um someone that I contract every now and again. So mm-hmm. she does really help me with the billing because I hate doing the billing. <laughs> someone needs to do the billing, Roxanne. <laughs> That's it. <Tip> one. <laughs> Which is not me, it's her. So she manages all of that. Um, so so it's really helpful to have her there, which yeah. is great. But I do more like the Booking in the patients, mm. the reporting, the letter writing, um, getting approval of the work cover, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 I think it's, uh, I, yeah, that admin stuff, it just creeps up and up and up and you get so habituated to it and then you're doing a bit more and a bit more and it's, it's when you find yourself, it's just, it's quicker if I do it. It's just, it's only going to be two minutes, but that stuff builds up. And, two hours um, later and you're still doing it. <laughs> yeah. And you're still wrestling with you with your invoices yeah. which um software are you using i'm using clinico oh are you yeah hey. it's pretty good i i love it it's super easy and the support that they have is great they're super yep. quick to respond back so i love it it's really good choice good, good yes. choice good choice <laughs> so steep learnings around the money and the finance side of things how have you found your way through essentially marketing and building relationships what's what's that adventure been like for you um I guess having the chance to work at um, a couple of clinics before opening one stop rehab has just showed me I I was observing like how they what sort of things they do what do they um, say to different um, referrers and all of that sort of thing so I got to really learn from that and I got to learn, okay, so these are the sort of specialists that you talk to. They're the ones that you should really mm. approach early on. So I had the privilege to, um, with some of the like previ- uh, previous business owners and my bosses, where I was sometimes they would take me with them um, to those sort of um, marketing um, calls in a way. Mm-hmm. So, so I got to really see and witness it firsthand. So that was really helpful for me. Yeah. Do you like that side of it? Um, I don't mind meeting new people, but it can be, I just struggle with more like selling myself. I'm more than happy to have a chat with people, mm-hmm. um, but just showing them that, you know, that it's really worthwhile for them to send their patients here. I really do struggle wording it that way. Um, oh, I wonder yeah. what that's about. <laughs> I wonder too. <laughs> I think it could be just confidence or it could be just not being able to articulate myself well mm-hmm. um so it could be one of those things really bit of both I, bit of both yeah mm-hmm. yeah so where are your referrals coming in from um so from the medical centers that I work at and yeah. the, the specialists that I work with yeah. really yeah. yeah 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 and I try and reach out as branch out as much as I can but it could be difficult for another specialist to refer to me when I'm already working in a specialist clinic um so it's it's a bit of a yeah something to maneuver around yeah yeah Yeah. so fair to say there's a lot of moving parts in business like we've ticked some of the big boxes haven't we of getting your head around the finances and building relationships and and marketing um and you're kind of traveling a little bit as as well. What what would you like your week to look like? Like, let's throw it forward twelve months. What what do you want to get done in the next twelve months? Um, I would like to have one physio working with me. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and hopefully have my own little space that's just big yep. enough for me and someone else to be there. 
um, where I just get to go and not have to wake up too early in the morning to, to <laughs> drive. the Sydney traffic. <laughs> um, just have a bit of a sleep in. Um, <laughs> so yeah, start my day at 9am, for example, that would be great. And um, yeah, just, just having a, I don't want to say cruisy day, but just have my diary booked out and then mm. also have time for admin and have time for family and have time for, you know, activities outside of work and all of that instead of just always constantly thinking about, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. Oh, I haven't done that. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't sleep at night because I'm thinking about what I need to do. Mm. <laughs> so it'll be, that would be my ideal week, really just having more time for myself and yeah. um, for the people around me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the people around you, I um you know, you've got a a a background and you know, you you arrived in Australia ready for secondary school. What's that been like? Oh, roller coaster. <laughs> roller coaster. <Yeah. laughs> it's to summarize it in one word. Um, of course, coming from another country, um, it wasn't really a matter of language because I knew how to speak English fluently mm. beforehand. So that wasn't mm. the issue of the language. It was just more starting from zero, really. Um, especially like I'm sure my parents had it a lot tougher than me. But for me personally, um, coming to a Western country was just a big shock to the system in the from sense that Egypt from Egypt. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it was just really interesting because in my mind, I grew up watching these like Disney movies of, you know, people getting bullied at school and all of that. Mm. So I was like, in my mind, I'm like, as soon as I go to school in Australia, I'm going to get pushed into the cupboards or I'm going to get bullied for whatever reason. But it was not like that at all. So um, but flying on the plane, I was like crying. And my dad was like, it's so dramatic, relax. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, so that was, that was a bit of an interesting, um, thing to, I guess, to see that that yeah. wasn't really like the movies. Um, and I, I have amazing friendships at the moment and I'm so blessed to have all my friends here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we just mainly, um, having people look at me, not just as the immigrant, but as someone who is worthy to be here and who is worthy to, mm-hmm. you know, work hard and have equal opportunities as everyone else. Um, so really a lot of proving myself in a lot of spheres, um, whether it be with sports or with study or university. Because, um, yes, a lot of the time, or for my experience at least, some people, when I say to them, I'm not, oh, yeah, I came, I'm Egyptian or I came from overseas, they're like, oh, okay. And <laughs> the way they talk to you just suddenly changes. Uh, mm. I don't know why, but it does sometimes. And um yeah, it just kind of like hits you in the face and it's like, oh, there's people like this out here now. That's a bit um different. But most of the time it's been it's been fantastic. I've had I've I've been surrounded by great people, which I'm really blessed. Um mm. I haven't been I haven't really experienced extreme racism that some people may have. But um yeah, like I said, I've just been very blessed with the people that have been around me and um yeah, being on this journey with me. Oh, and can you still speak Arabic? I can read oh, it as well. Yeah. My favorite language. <laughs> my parents are really like on my head. They're like, you need yeah, yeah. to read, you need to keep writing. <laughs> so it's good. It's good. In the allied health business world, it's harder than you think to stay on top of everything you need to do to run a business whilst being fully present for your team and clients. If you struggle with this, you're not alone. Pretty much everybody feels this way. Some days you feel like you're crossing a decent task off just to be reminded that you then have three new tasks to take at their place. The to-do list feels like it never ends. 
It can be overwhelming doing it all on your own. And that is why we took it upon ourselves to reach out to help you out. We have created our monthly masterclasses so that you can join and connect with others, learn bite-sized business skills, and best of all, walk away from our masterclass with tasks ticked off your list. We can guarantee that each session will provide you with at the very least five gems that you can take and put into action right there and then. And trust us, as soon as you hop off our short and sweet session, you will want to take immediate action because that is the effect that Kathy Love and these masterclasses have. Each masterclass tackles a topic that has been niggling in the back of your mind and has moved further and further down your list. However, the sooner you nip this in the bud, the sooner you will free up your time and see the results in your business. Ready to nip your business woes in the bud and start taking practical action to maximize your results this year? Join one of our monthly masterclasses today. Do your patients speak Arabic? No, a lot of them are Caucasian. Um, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering they... whether you might have attracted. Uh... No, surprisingly not. I do yeah. have the, the odd ones here and again, um, but no, it's just been mainly English speakers. Yeah. Random thought, random thought. Yeah. I um, I know some speech pathologists, um, speechy um, crew that speak a lot of, um, I think the whole team is bi and trilingual. Wow. And, um, that's their thing. And I, um, that's exactly where my thinking went because, um, yeah, I'd love to be able to speak another language, but I just do well to master English on a good day. So. <laughs> I always say the best way to learn the language is to watch the movies. Okay. With the subtitles and you pick words here and again, and then after a while you'll get to understand it. You won't really speak it, but at least you get to understand it. <laughs> Silly and me. I was thinking of going to Egypt. <laughs> look, if you live there for a few months, you'll, you'll pick it up as well. That's another way to do it. <laughs> You'll pick it up. Oh yeah. goodness! So, given um, how do you how do you think you know doing secondary school and uni- and tertiary here? How does that have any impact on the way you run a business and run a service? Um, I haven't really thought about it to be honest mm. with you. I guess I just you know went to university, learned how to be a physio, learned how to give good patient care yeah um I haven't really thought about it in that regard I guess if I was to work in more rural areas it would have really impacted me because we did learn a lot about how to be um like cultural appropriation and Mm. how to be culturally sensitive so we did learn a lot about that at university um mainly for um aboriginal community Mm. um but yeah in regards to being in the in the city and not really coming across a lot of Aboriginal people, it's um it hasn't really affected yeah. me much in that way, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as a business owner, um, would you say that, you know, nine, ten months in business is going well? One stop rehab, um, you happy with it? It's growing steadily. Yeah. Um, which which I'm happy with, but I, there's definitely a lot more room for growth for sure. Mm. So I'm just excited for what the future holds, and still working really hard to to grow it as much as I can. Um, but yeah, I think in my opinion, slow and steady wins the race. The last thing I would have wanted is that I would grow, I would I would explode, and then I would crash. Yeah. Um, yep. so slow and steady it's it's working for me and I'm able to pick up the pace when I need to um, mm-hmm. because otherwise if it grew if it grows too fast I don't think I'm able to keep up yeah I've seen that happen and it's 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 sort of exciting and then it's not exciting it's just too much work <laughs> very unfun yeah it's yeah. very it's quite scary it's quite yeah. scary so what are your um what are your strategies for growing the business 
Um, so like I said, just 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 reaching out to more people mm. as much as I can, really thinking outside the box, thinking about where would my ideal patients be at. Mm. Um, so for example, my um favorite group of people to work with are the young kids. Mm-hmm. Um, pediatrics I love kids I love working with them I think they're so good um so yeah just just trying to reach out to more sport clubs schools all of those areas and places just so I can you know attract really the parents yeah um yeah. and just promote what I do yeah are you busy on Facebook and Instagram no not really um I just don't have the time to make posts (laughs) I'll be honest with that um I am trying my best to to do and make more posts um hopefully in the holidays I can make a couple and just schedule them um but that is definitely a work in progress for sure yeah do you enjoy that side of it um no because that to me falls under admin I just enjoy treating patients and being with them yeah, I love that. That is the best part of my job, and I and that's why I love being a physio is because I get that patient interaction. Um, but all the other stuff around it is not really my cup of tea. But it has to be done. Someone has are, to do it, don't they? I know, I know. But what are your tips? <laughs> uh, I'm a bit of a fan of um, sort of what we call micro planning. You know, so. Often when you start a new business, you get advice, well, you need a business plan and you kind of do, but you don't necessarily need a business plan that's five years, three years um, out, you know, Mm. you're doing great to get a business plan out of your head for 12 months at a time, particularly when you don't know what business planning is and what you should have in the, in the wretched thing. Um, And so I, you know, um, it can be helpful to have a business plan for a month. A micro plan is better than no plan at all or a plan for a quarter even. So, you know, by the end of January, I'll have this and this and this done. By the end of February, I'll have that and that and that done. And Mm. I don't know, I think allied health professionals like to have some structure for things. They, They like to be organized. They like to be structured. They often like to know what they're going to be doing next and, have that sort of control over time and task. And particularly when businesses are new and exciting, having some sort of planning structure can be really, really helpful. Otherwise, the overwhelm of, oh, there's all of that and there's all of that and there's all of that and then I've got to look at the profit and loss and where is that thing and, you know, where are those reports in Clinico? You, you, you just, it just spins in your, in your head. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's what, what I've been trying to, to learn to balance Mm. We, is that you know making making a plan and trying to stick to it at the best of my ability and just mm. not um being caught up with oh I have to do this I have to do that and everything becomes a really important task so I'm mm. really I'm, I think I think that's been my my learning curve for the past few months learning that everything is not important and not everything needs to be done now but learning how to prioritize properly yeah. um so so yeah that's yeah you so the micro planning I'll definitely try that and um yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I th- I think the nice thing about micro planning is um is that you're likely to put smaller, shorter tasks on it. Okay. And so I don't know. I think allied health professionals sometimes are a little unrealistic, gloriously unrealistic about how much they're actually going to get done. And I'll look at January and say, make new website or um you know, things that will clearly take more than, you know, 10 working days or whatever it is. Some people do it like, you know, 
some people do it, but often we're not always realistic about the amount of work involved in the thing we write down and we start it and it's bigger than we knew it was bigger right from the start, but we get yeah. that reality check and then we think, oh, yeah, no, nah, I'll just come back to that. And we end up with a whole lot of open loops of stuff that started but kind of not progressed. Is You're nodding. Has that been your experience? Yeah, I agree. I definitely, there's definitely mm. been um, a bit of that for sure. Or I start a task and then I'm like, okay, I'll do that for a bit and then I'll do you know, a letter or a report that I need to do. And mm. then I kind of just forget about the first thing that I've done and I just get caught up with all the patient related things. And I'm like, yeah. oh crap, I need to do that. And it's just, I go back yeah. to it and I'm like, oh, I don't remember what I needed to do now. So mm. it's, yeah, it's a bit of a catch 22. Yeah. yeah. How do you like to organize your time and tasks? Diary. Definitely everything is in a diary. Paper um, diary with a pen and stuff or online? I used to do a paper diary, but then it just got too chunky for me to carry around. Yeah, and imagine everything. if you lost it, hey. Oh, exactly. So everything's on my phone now, synced everywhere. Mm. Um, yeah, so no, I do I do like a diary. Um, all my appointments, even personal appointments in there as well. Yeah. Everything's on there just so that I know how much time I can allocate to every task mm. and still being able to manage all the extracurricular stuff as well. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite app for your to-do list? Um, just the Microsoft one. Yep. Microsoft yeah. Tasks or whatever it's called. Yes, that's right. Yep. So it does the job. I don't need something fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Not yeah, yet. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes so, on clinical as well, as I would put it in as unavailable blocks yeah. and I just write what I need to do. Yeah. 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 It's got some good functionality along those lines. Mm. Um, Coming back to the website, you've got your website up and running. What was the process like for you of developing a website? I loved it. Did you really? I loved it. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, thanks to Wix, not sponsored, but <laughs> I just I loved I loved building it through Wix. Um, there's so much that you can do with it. Um, so I just like playing with the colors, playing with the format. So you built it yourself? I did it myself. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not the most professional. I I'm I'm in the in the process of updating it. I've just mm. recently updated the homepage. Um, I'm still adding some things to it as well. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a work in process, but it's, mm. it's my pride and joy. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it? Yeah. How did you, um, go writing the, the copy for it, the words? Um, it took me about a couple of days with the help of um, my partner. I was like, okay, this is what I think I should say. And he's like, no, maybe you just word it that way. And we just <laughs> went back and forth with it. Um, so it just that was definitely a team effort um, with that. And it just found something that I truly believe in. And, um, yeah, it just really, what's the word, um, mm. embodied what one soft rehab is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it can be really uh, quite confronting and quite challenging to yeah. be able to write the words for your website because it's such a public commitment, isn't it? It's kind Correct. of really putting it out there and you're wanting people to kind of know what you think about things, but then do you really, you know? <laughs> sort of, um, That's yeah. right. But I, it was really important for me to be true to what I what I do. Mm-hmm. And not just make it sound good, but it's actually what I do day in, day out mm. and how how I how I you know mm. I treat patients. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned before that you're wanting to bring in a physio and grow a little team. How are you gonna do that? 
I don't know yet. <laughs> Good answer. Like you said, micro planning. <laughs> um, just taking it step by step and just doing the best I can. And yeah, honestly, just taking it day by day at some some mm. at that stage. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, there's a yeah. We speak with our client, our members a lot about recruitment and about the workforce and who's moving and who isn't and how to kind of stand out for all the right reasons and attract team and um we're really we're really pleased at the moment that there's so much more movement in the workforce in the last six months probably a little bit more than the last kind of two and a half two and a half years so um good fun ahead indeed indeed but um I'm still trying to learn when is the best time like is it when I have x amount of patience or Mm. is it when x amount of money is in the account or when do I take that step I'm still trying to to figure that one out um yeah we'll just just see how it goes all of the above plus about (laughs) 25 million other things I love it (laughs) (laughs) what do you think you'll be like as a as a leader um I like to think that I would be that's a good question I haven't really thought about that um, I'd like to think that I would be quite supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that on my new grad year, I had an amazing um physio that I got to work with. Um, he was, you know, throwing at me all these education things and really, you know, being available for to answer any questions or to help out with a patient or anything like that. But then at the same time, it became like too much information. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to somewhere else and it was like nothing at all. So it was like, you do your thing and that's it. Um, so I would like to think that I would be somewhere in between where I would be quite supportive yet mm-hmm. give, give the physio, the, the trust and push them to be more confident enough to, to do their own thing. Um, while also being in the background, if they need any help or anything like that, mm-hmm. I'll be the first person to jump in and support them in that space. Yeah. It is a good one to think about because um, being a a leader and is is being different is different to being a business manager, Um, Mm. and they're sort of similar but but different. And so you're going to have you know several hats on, aren't you? You're going to be the business manager and owner, and you're going to be the team leader as such, and you're going to be doing some of the operational work. So uh, yeah, yeah, you're going to be expanding your skills on several fronts there. Yeah, learning curve, as I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anything else that you would like um, to kind of share for people perhaps for startups like you, like e-learnings, things to avoid? Um, I would say things to avoid would be don't jump to the first business coach that you find. If you are to take that step, it's definitely very important to have someone there guiding you along the way, especially as someone who, you know, starting the first ever business, Mm -hmm. Um, definitely have a business coach is always really helpful. Um, But at the same time, don't just jump or trust the very first person that you see, Mm -hmm. Um, because they may cost X amount of money and you may not have that money, but you're willing to spend it to get it back and you may not always get that investment back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yep. you need to really trust and believe in their cause um, and just really trust your gut at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you don't feel 100% comfortable with someone, don't feel obliged to stay. 
Um, and I think the second thing would be um, build a network before you jump ship. Um, I think that was a jump mistake. ship from where <laughs> from, from work from, no, <laughs> <laughs> from working under someone to starting yeah. your own thing um, I think that was a mistake that I made that I was like oh okay I'll start talking to people once I open um, but it was actually should have done that you know a month or even six months before um, I made that decision just so that I can build the network um, so yeah, definitely network building is is a massive thing in my opinion, at least. But yeah, what do you what do you believe is um is networking better to do it straight off the bat or do it bef- you know plan for it? Uh, I think networking is one of the tools in your marketing toolkit. I think it's mm. one of the things, and um, it it can be done online, it can be done offline, it can be done in lots of different ways. And um, you mentioned knowing who your ideal client was. I think that's really important, and then mapping who knows your future clients as well, um, and being kind of pretty clear about your values and the way you want to work and what you want to be known for, I think really makes that networking more targeted because you can, you can just also burn a lot of energy um, networking for the sake of it as well, unless you're really meeting and having conversations with the, the, the right, just air quotes, the right sort of people, the, the yeah. people that are really going to align and, and yeah, work that you will work well with. Mm, um, mm. So it's, it's not so much a time thing um, so much in my brain is so much as more um, knowing knowing what you want and who you want to meet and being authentic and exchanging value and networking for all the right reasons, not just yeah. for the sake of it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with mm. you. It's all about doing it for the right reasons because um, mm. if you're looking to do it for the money, it's, it's going to take a long time. Um, mm. You have to really be passionate about what you do, and like mm. you said, have a have a clear plan and a clear um, vision of who and what you want to do mm. um, with your business and how you want to grow it. For sure, mm. for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your uh, startup story today, Roxanne. Roxanne, um, I'm really curious about where it's all gonna all gonna go. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate the time and the chat. And um, I'm looking forward to to the growth. And maybe um, we can have another one in the future where we can share it all. Yeah, let's see. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.